everybody, it's Al Kendall, and welcome to the first ever podcast edition of Album Sides, where I put together a collection of songs that are connected in some way and would make up a terrific side of a vinyl record if anybody had ever been cool enough to put them together and release it as such. Kind of like me being your own personal little k man. Problem is, on a podcast, unlike the radio show, i got a little copyright problems with playing the music, so we're going to have to go with talk only, but I'm going to put together a playlist for you and post it on Spotify, on YouTube, on Facebook, that you can go back and listen to the tunes if you dig what we're talking about or you become interested in any of the stuff that we're talking about. I invite you to do that. So go to YouTube or Facebook at Al Kendall's Album Sides. That's A-L-B-U-M, like Al Kendall Album Anyway, sorry, I thought it was clever. But Al Kendall's Album Sides on YouTube or Facebook. And on Spotify, it's just Al-Bum Sides. So Album Sides on Spotify. The dash is very important, by the way, uh, if you want it to be easy uh, to look up. So check that out. <clears throat> Meanwhile, we're going to, on our first podcast here, I was just thinking about a time here in Huntington, West Virginia. It was August 24th, 1982. Now, the day before had been Rick Springfield's 33rd birthday, and I guess to celebrate it, he thought he'd come hang out with us here in Huntington at the Huntington Civic Center. Now, I was, in fact, a big uh, Rick Springfield fan, but I was a bigger fan of the opening act, the Greg Kinn Band. That's really the main reason I went, although Rick has had, been, had an important influence on my life. Don't get me wrong. I'm still wearing Chuck Taylors to this day exclusively because of him, well, him and Joan Jett, 1981. Uh, and ever since then, that's the only shoe I've worn. So thank you, Rick, for that. Uh, but like I said, you know, mostly I was I was there to see the Greg Kinn Band. A little Al Kendall trivia for you: I own every Greg Kinn Band record album that he ever released. Uh, I don't know if you're impressed by that or not, but it's a it's a tr- it's a true fact. And I think my Greg Kinn record collection section. Uh, is actually bigger than any single artist. Okay, I have bigger sections, Jefferson Airplane, uh, you know, Bad Company, things like that. But I think Greg Kinn did more albums as Greg Kinn or the Greg Kinn Band uh, on vinyl than Jefferson Airplane did as the Airplane. You know, they had different names and things like that. um, But who cares about that? We're talking about Greg Kinn, right? All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to play a game called The Six Degrees of Rock and Roll. If you're familiar with The Six Degrees of Separation, uh, the Kevin Bacon game, things like that, okay, this was based on a theory by a guy by the name of, I looked this up, uh, Carinti, I think was his last name. 1929, he came up with this theory. Uh, It was turned into a play in 1990 and a movie with Kevin Bacon in 1993. Uh, And the theory, of course, is that any two people are connected by acquaintances in six moves or less, in six connections or less. In other words, I know somebody who knows 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 you. Or maybe I know you. But regardless, (laughs) within five or six moves, we can be connected, no matter who you are, according to this theory. And the Kevin Bacon game used that same theory. And again, he was in the movie Six Degrees of Separation, but he was also in a whole heck of a lot of other movies with a whole heck of a lot of other actors. So the game was to connect any actor to Kevin Bacon in six moves or less. Sounds like big fun. I thought I'd do it with rock and roll. So what I like to do is I want to find two different artists uh, and try to connect them based on uh, musicians that they have in common that they have recorded with. 
Okay, it's not just they jammed on stage one time and something like that. I mean, they have to have actually recorded um, uh, together to make it to make it valid and to back it up. Not just hey, I was at a show one time and I saw him on stage with this other guy, and no, that doesn't count. All right, so uh, what we're going to do is we're going to connect the Greg Ken band or Greg Ken with Rick Springfield. Sounds like fun, right? So let's get into it. There's going to be a lot of trivia here. I'm going to mention some songs. You'll want to go back and, and listen to them if you want to. Now, Greg Ken was born in Baltimore, Maryland, but he moved out to San Francisco when he was about 25 and signed to Berserkly Records in Berkeley, California. This is the same label that had the great Jonathan Richmond and the Modern Lovers who did Roadrunner, uh, which was covered by the Sex Pistols. And, and Jonathan, you might remember from There's Something About Mary. He was that kind of troubadour singer uh, throughout the movie who kind of narrated things for you. But uh, regardless, Greg Ken's first album came out in 1976. Of course, his first big hit was in 81 with the breakup song, We Had Broken Up For Good Just An Hour Before. Uh-uh, 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 I know you already did it. Uh, I was just giving you a chance to. Um, and his biggest hit in 83 with Our Love's In Jeopardy, which, of course, Weird Al parodied and everything. But his uh, second album in 1977 had a cover of Bruce Springsteen's For You. Now this prompted. This is one of I've I've read that Bruce Springsteen. This is one of his favorite covers of one of his songs, and he gave Greg Ken a song called Rendezvous, which he had never recorded or never released at least. Um, and Greg put that on his 1979 With the Naked Eye album. This album was produced by a guy named Kenny Laguna, and this is important. Uh, we're going to include a song in our playlist called Another Lonely Saturday Night off of that album, which Kenny co-wrote with Greg. But Kenny Laguna has just recently been inducted into the Hall of uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with his longtime musical partner Joan Jett and her Blackhearts. So Kenny Laguna uh, actually got his start with bubblegum acts like the Lemon Pipers and Ohio Express. He was a member of Tommy James and the Shondells. Uh, but he started working with Joan Jett also in 1979. And went on to produce I Want Candy for Bow Wow Wow and some other stuff. But but uh, worked a lot with Joan Jett. On her 1981 album, I Love Rock and Roll, the big breakthrough, she actually does a song called Be Straight, which is written by Joan Jett, Kenny Laguna, and Greg Ken. So, okay, so here's our first connection. We've got Greg and Kenny uh, also working with Joan Jett. Now, the drummer on Be Straight, it's got a great beat to it. It's kind of got that Bo Diddley thing going on was a guy named Lee Crystal, um, the original Black Hearts drummer, or at least, you know, uh, on any album, the first three Black Hearts albums, um, if I put it that way. Anyway, um, <clears throat> but before that, he was actually playing with Sil Sylvain of the New York Dolls. Uh, he had a great uh, solo album around 1979, uh, self-titled. Um, great, great power pop stuff. Every song on it is just, is just great. You got You got to check that out. So we're going to include uh, one of the songs on there. Um, either Emily or um, uh, what was the other one? Teenage News, something like that. Anyway, uh, we'll, we'll figure that out later. Um, uh, now Lee, the drummer, uh, sadly passed away in 2013. So I also want to kind of pay tribute to him. Uh, for that, but Sil Sylvain from New York Dolls was born, believe it or not, in Cairo, Egypt. Imagine that. Uh, fled to um, New York City via France uh, in the 50s, 
escaping maybe some kind of persecution or whatever. They were a Jewish family. Ended up in New York City. Uh, joined the New York Dolls in 1971. Uh, he co-wrote lots of their tunes, including Trash, uh, which he co-wrote with the singer David Johansson. We're going to have that in the playlist as well. Uh, it was produced by Todd Rundgren. And it was a double A side with the song Personality Crisis. Those are Trash and Personality Crisis, probably their two most recognizable songs. But he uh, continued, even after the breakup of uh, the New York Dolls, he continued to work with singer David Johansson as his guitarist in his solo band. And they were still co-writing songs together and, and things like that before he went uh, solo. So we're going to also include a song off of uh, David Johansson's album, a song called Funky But Chic. But we're going to do the live version, okay? So Sill's not on this, but he did co-write it. Uh, he was on the, the studio version. Um, but the cool thing about the live version is it's got this amazing keyboard player named Charlie Giordano, who is now, I believe still, with Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Uh, however, uh, at the time that the live recording was done in 1982, one, 1981, I'm going to say, uh, the David Johansson group was on the road opening for Pat Benatar. However, at the conclusion, or the, by the next time uh, David Johansson was doing an album, there was no Charlie Giordano because he had jumped ship and was with Pat Benatar and was instrumental in the big keyboard sound that she started coming up with uh, during the times of Shadows of the Night and Love is a Battlefield, things like that. So that's, that's Charlie on keys there. So we're going to include a little bit of Pat Benatar from her Get Nervous album, the first one with Charlie uh, playing keys. Now, um, <clears throat> trying to think. Back to 79. We keep going back to 1979, right? Pat Benatar, uh, that's when she started her recording career, and she got paired up with former Derringer guitarist Neil Giraldo. He also played keyboards for Rick. Um, he became sort of the band leader and, and, and ultimately producer and co-writer. And Mr. Pat Benatar, he married Pat. Uh, of course, they took the name Geraldo, but uh, she still kept her, her stage name. Anyway, um, so, so of course, there's that connection there. Now, did you also know that during the time of the recording of Hit Me With Your Best Shot and stuff, they were working with producer Keith Olsen from Sound City Studios, Fame, and Goodnight L.A., he needed. He wasn't really happy. He was working with Rick Springfield. wasn't really happy with uh, some of the guitar work. Brought in Neil Giraldo to play the solos on Jesse's Girl, and I've done everything for you. So, boom! There you have it. Did you see it? Did you see it happen? Did you see the six degrees? Okay, let's recap. We had Greg Ken working with Kenny Laguna. Kenny Laguna and Greg Ken working with Joan Jett, whose drummer Lee Crystal was playing with Sil Sylvain of the New York Dolls, whose singer David Johansson used Charlie Giordano on keys before he went to Pat Benatar, whose husband, guitarist Neil Giraldo, played on Jesse's Girl. And of course, we'll have Jesse's Girl on the playlist. So that's how you do the six degrees of rock and roll. And, and what I want to ask you to do is I want you to, to challenge me. I mean, it's really hard for me to come up with two artists I want to put together. Now, try to keep it in the rock and roll vein somehow. Um, you know, you start throwing rap artists and country artists at me. I, I'll give it a shot, but it's not as doable, and it doesn't make up such a really cool playlist, right? You know, you you start playing Pat Benatar and Rick Springfield and freaking uh, uh, 
you know, Sil Sylvain and stuff like that. That stuff sounds really good together. A lot of good power pop on that. So, so please be sure to check that out. But I want you to contact me at Album Sites. Let me know what two artists you want to, you want to hear me connect uh, for a future episode. So you can email me at albumsides at yahoo.com. Now, you don't need the dash in that in the email. Just albumsides at yahoo.com. You can message me on Facebook at Al Kendall's Album Sides. Um, yeah, I guess that's about it. <laughs> I, gotta, you know, I mean, I'm sure you can post stuff on YouTube, but I got to tell you, that's not the best way to get a hold of me. So, so get a hold of me. Uh, let me know uh, what you want to, to, to connect. And on the next uh, podcast, we're going to probably play some kind of different game or look at some different type of trivia. Some of the other episodes we have, uh, like, for instance, a family album. We'll, we'll take apart a band like Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, and we'll, we'll check out all the different bands that they played with before they were together and after they were together and all the different co- combinations. It's a lot of fun. Better know a band where we take just each individual artist and and really dig deep into their uh, uh, the things that they've done, you know, both individually and with bands. A um, lot of lot of great stuff. A lot of great trivia. A lot of great music. Please check out the playlists and let me know what you think. Thank you for joining me, Al Kendall, here on Album Sides, the first ever podcast. Let's hope we do it again sometime. Thanks, guys. <laughs>